Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, if you're looking for more pods to keep your company, check out these friends of the canon. Aggressively Okay, where Joe and Adam shoot the shit about film. Back to Back, an exploration of Beck's discography by Zach and Courtney. Seltzer Cast, where Sean interviews a guest over a cold seltzer. Dan for Life, Nick's short form discussion of the film Dan in Real Life. And the Dad Cast, where Jillian discusses movies your dad falls asleep to on the couch. These can all be found in the description of this episode and on our Twitter page. Thanks. everybody welcome back to solidarity amongst service industry workers and being a working class trader this is the zillennial canon i'm kira i'm adam and she stole one of the jokes from my notes because oh, i said uh, hsm2 said workers rights but it's cool it's <laughs> fine it was a good opening uh we have a very special guest today that you gotta uh you can introduce yourself Okay, so we... He is gone. Joey. Is this a bit or are you gone? Joey. He's gone. What the fuck? Joe, are you good? Joey, I think you muted your mic, buddy. Okay. Well, anyway. well the only thing that I know um, for the reasons that Joe is a guest on this episode is that he has a poster of High School Musical 2 in his room. So when he comes back, he can explain that. Um, Joe is Adam's co It's so funny. He just sent me a text that he. Hello? Okay, he, he sent me a text that said the Wi-Fi shit itself. Hello? Can you hear me? This episode, Joe, yeah, we can you hear okay? you. Yeah, are we you can okay? hear you. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, now? yeah. hi, Joey. Sorry about that. I'm, I don't know why my Wi-Fi does that. <laughs> that was so fucking iconic. Like, just like typical Joe. Like, I'm like... It's just fucking up, yeah. <laughs> like, we have a, <laughs> a very special guest today, and then, like, 20 seconds of dead radio silence. <laughs> That's me. That's what I bring to the table. Uh, so, so, Joe, can you please introduce yourself and explain why you have a High School Musical 2 poster in your room? Uh, my name's Joseph Salamone. Uh, I, uh, I, I, and I'm a wildcat. I'm a High School Musical fan. Uh, in particular... I'm a big fan of High School Musical 2. I'm currently sitting under a poster for it. Uh, this one is just, not to spoil the pod, but this one is just the best film ever. That's, I love I love High School Musical 2. <laughs> so where did your memories start with, I guess well, not only High School Musical 2, but in general, the whole series? Well, I, my sister, I have two older sisters, and they're about uh, five years older than me, so they kind of introduced me to High School Musical as like a very young kid when I was probably like four. I saw the when I, I when did the first one come out? 2006. 
2006. So I was probably six when I saw it. So I was a very young kid. And then I remember that High School Musical 2 was premiering on Disney Channel. And then afterwards, uh, Phineas and Ferb was going to premiere. So that's that's the first interaction I've ever had with, with High School Musical 2. And it's been, a, it's been a long road ever since. Yeah, I remember... I don't like. I remember watching this a lot the the summer that it came out, but I don't remember the first time I watched it. Like, which is weird because I have distinct memories of the first time I watched the first one and the third one, but not this one. But I think I remember it the best out of all mm-hmm. three of them. Uh, how about you, Kira? This is actually the one that I've seen the least amount of times because this is the one that I didn't have on DVD. Right. Um, but I remember the night that it premiered, I was upstate at my great aunt's house and she has like a super old TV and I was like, I need to watch it like when it premieres. And I literally like walked away into the other room with my family and I like made my dad try and figure out how to put like Disney Channel on this like TV from the 1950s. Um, but I was able to watch it and... I have a very vivid memory of just sitting and watching it and like we're gonna get to it but like the opening of the movie when it's like summer summer like if that's not the most exciting <laughs> thing that you remember from your childhood like I don't even know yeah I, we were telling a friend of the pod Sarah last night when we were recording AOK where I told her about High School Musical 2 and she just she just said like summer summer <laughs> summer <laughs> and uh yeah I mean it, I my first note was that uh literally the best opening to any film ever mm-hmm. like, it, it's it's intense man it's i mean and i'll be damned every i think every single like last day of school i've had since this movie came out at some yeah. point someone has gone summer summer summer, summer. it's just <laughs> such a this movies these movies are so universal in the, and like just everybody has seen them yeah i also in that scene i like the visual of the clock behind Mr. starbus getting bigger Mm-hmm. like the more he looks at it <laughs> and it's just a cool visual um you can tell they gave kenny ortega like a bigger budget for this one yeah i was gonna say with the like with the opening number alone you could just tell like how much of a higher production value it is and like even just like the cinematography is so much more like colorful and like the camera has more movement and it feels like like the series just gets more like cinematic as it goes on i feel like mm-hmm. um, yeah i yeah. mean like, there's the opening, like, before you even get to the classroom at the beginning, like, you have the, like, this, like, the landscape shots of, like, the school, and it's, like, <laughs> how is it already iconic? Like, the, just this shooting location for a high school, but, like, the cafeteria that just normal kids sat in is somehow iconic, and when the music's playing over it, it feels, like, epic in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It, these movies are literally, like, it's, like, this is, like, uh, High School Musical 2 is like Endgame for like 2000, 2008 kids, you know? This is, no, yeah, this, this is, is the movie uh, to see. This, this is, is Infinity War. Civil War. Uh, Infi- yeah, Infinity this War. Is, this is Infinity War? And then yeah. is 3? This is 3 Endgame? Endgame. Yeah, 3 <laughs> Endgame. I have um, something funny to tell you guys about 3, but I have to tell you off pod because it's confidential information, but just remind me when this is over. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the some listeners, gonna, but... <laughs> some of the listeners are going to, like, write in and want to know. Like, what yeah. They can text me about it. I just probably shouldn't say it publicly. <laughs> okay. Um, I also... The note I had under that um, was, like, I noticed very early on that this movie is nearly two hours. Yeah. I realized what? that as I was scheduling out my day. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I was just under the impression that every Disney Channel movie was, like, 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was wrong. This is, I, I think it's like what one, like an hour and fifty six or something. Like it's like two. I think it's like two even. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I I thought maybe Disney Plus was giving me the extended edition or some shit, but huh. uh, no, that's that. just. Yeah, the direct, the ultimate edition, the the Snyder cut of uh, <laughs> the Rachel. Ortega cut, as, the Ortega as they cut. say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he inspired Snyder to release the Snyder cut. Um, so I mean, the opening song is just uh, I I think maybe one of the best high school musical songs like in the history of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, just instantly iconic, and it's a bop, and it kind of perfectly sets the mood like i i love that it like it sets every character in motion for the rest of the movie i was yeah i thought that too i like how even from like the first like opening number um like you could tell that the choreography is like so much more complex and um so much more like energetic and also the fact that like the first movie was so focused on trying gabriella and then this opening number kind of, like, tells you, like, oh, like, everybody's involved now, and we're gonna focus on, like, everyone rather than just the two of them. And I love that, like, Chad is in it so much because they, like, really use his talent in this one, and he's great. Yeah, I mean... is an excellent addition to to this series. Yeah, I mean, there's one particular song we'll talk about later that really highlights that, but... um, I'm just... I'm looking through the track list right now, and I was like, every single one of these songs is, like icon like every single one of these songs i like no beat for beat for beat like even even some of the lesser ones i'm like i know all the words to this song (laughs) i literally i found myself like sitting in my desk chair by myself and like when like the last three songs came on i just started singing along like without even realizing and i just like Uh remembered every single word and they're all perfect and great yeah, I mean, I don't think this one has... I think the first one has, like, a slightly better soundtrack, like, as a whole. Like, when it comes to, like, more consistent, like, bangers. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Joe's right, where even the ones that I don't love, I still know every line to. Mm-hmm. Like, the one... I can't remember the name of it, but when, like, it's, like, uh, the one with just Sharpay and Ryan. Uh, oh, um, uh, excuse Uma, me, that's Uma. the best song on the whole soundtrack, Fabulous. No, dude. The... Oh, because Fabulous is absolutely... Fabulous no, is, is, that's is, not... is Shallows not that for 2007. Like, that's an iconic number. No, it was not Fabulous. Not fabulous. <laughs> uh, the... Joe, you were saying it. What was the it called? The Huna 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 Muna Koopa one? Yeah. Yeah, the Hawaiian the, Fish song. The Hawaiian Fish Yeah. Like, I, I think we could maybe all agree probably the worst one on the soundtrack. I think that was a deleted scene. Because I don't remember deleted. seeing that on TV. Uh, well, uh, I don't remember. Like, I just... Because I, I, this is the one that's so weird. you did I, watch the Ortega cut, then, if you got the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. But the thing is, I think I don't... Like, maybe it's that I don't remember the scene particularly, but I remember listening to the soundtrack with my friends, like, on the CD when we got it, and, like, being like, what is this song? <laughs> like, we didn't remember that scene in the movie. So I'm assuming that it's a deleted scene, because... Yeah, I have no idea, because, like, it's... And again, it's weird. I, I remember distinctly pretty much every scene in this movie, but I just can't remember watching it as a kid. Like, I remember rewatching it. I have more memories of my rewatches with it than I do my first watch with it. Like, it, which is weird, because, like, every time we record Zillennial, I can remember, like, when and where I was whenever I watched any movie we talk about. Um, but for some reason, I just can't remember the first time I saw this movie. Um... I mean, it, what, it premiered, like, it kind of premiered, like, around the time people went back to school mm-hmm. in 2007. It was a summer. Out. It was billed as a summer film, I remember. 
Yeah, it came. It was it premiered on August seventeenth, two thousand seven, which is that's you would, weird. Yeah, you would think they would go more for like May, mm-hmm. um, so they could like play it all summer long. But yeah, uh, I guess it makes some sense. I guess just from a title perspective, but um, yeah, I don't know. So like the opening musical number is like really impressively done, and I think it sets up like I said the drama between all the characters really well between like Troy and Gabrielle. Like they're like they're they're like a kind of a thing but they're not like official yet yeah which is like fun because like the first movie like really i forgot how ambiguous it is like, with the relationship <laughs> um, it's well really, it's like, funny because they don't kiss until the end of this movie mm-hmm. yeah which that was, was a, that was a cheer moment when uh, that happens every all all the middle schoolers all my sister's middle school friends were like yeah that was a <laughs> that was a, an on your left moment if so to yeah speak. i was gonna say let's edit the oh my God. audience reactions over to troy and gabriella kissing <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um also like i like that he uh like when he's putting the tea around her neck like the necklace and then uh gabriella's friend comes like through the hallway and she sees it and she like gasps she's like (laughs) (laughs) i had that necklace do you guys know the store claire's yeah Uh, no okay so they it's like a it's like a jewelry store for children where they like pierce girls ears and stuff Mm -hmm. um but they they mostly sell like jojo siwa bows now but Mm -hmm. they sold like everything high school musical at the time and i got like a replica of the troy necklace and i wore it all the time with like a webkins necklace that's uh that's a look honestly yeah honestly mm-hmm. um yeah. one thing i have to say about the opening is like sharpay's character development has just like regressed which mm-hmm. i don't i've never seen like her spinoff movie but like it seems like every single movie like it's like it just like erases her like memory and like plot like i feel like nothing has ever like stuck with her in terms of like development you know? Yeah, she's a regular C-3PO in this story. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, it's and it's entertaining to, you know, watch, because she's such a good performer, and she plays Sharpay so well, but, like, you know, at the end of the first movie, like like you said, like, she learns a lesson, she's, like, you know, she's not mean to Gabriella anymore. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, she hates her again, like, right? Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be, like, it's the end of that school year, right? Yeah. So, like, what happened? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, it's just... I mean, I guess I get it to the extent of, like, everyone. Like, even, uh, what's it, Kelsey, the, the one girl? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, she's back to, like, being, like, a quiet kind of nerd again. And, like, it just feels like everyone of Troy and Gabriella went back to, like, their tropes a little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe Sharpay even more so. Yeah, I mean, but also, that being said, Sharpay is given some of the best stuff to do in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she yeah. is incredible in this movie. I mean, we alluded to it earlier, but uh, the next number, Fabulous, is, like, one of the most, like, iconic musical numbers of all time, you know? I was, like, screaming when it came <laughs> on. Like, I was, this was probably the moment that I was most looking forward to in rewatching these movies. Yeah, I I genuinely think, like, even if you, like, have no nostalgia for, like, Disney Channel movies or High School Musical in general, like, if you just watch that musical number, you cannot deny it's, like, objectively really well directed Mm -hmm. and choreographed. Like, it's really impressively done, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a it's a banging number. And I, I think I remember it so, so vividly. Like, I think I as a kid, I would just sit down and I'd watch 
that song and there's another song and another song that there's three songs in this that are like my my go-to high school musical songs yeah i'm pretty sure i know both of them (laughs) i mean there's uh i mean you might be surprised by the one but uh you know the last one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i just think this one i mean that's the weird thing about this one like i don't know if the story in this one as is like as compelling as the first one. Oh, it totally is yeah I, I think it definitely is because it has to do with like class dynamics and like privilege <laughs> i just i don't know like i think the first one is really genuinely like a really sweet story that doesn't have like any like bumps around the edges of it it's like it's very i don't know it's just a very simple like story about like a kid like breaking through like the norms of i don't know masculinity and finding a thing he loves and this one it just kind of feels like it's a little more paint by numbers in the sense that like it's um i'm trying to because i love this movie i'm not trying to talk shit it's just i just don't think it's i think it's easily the weakest film criticism is now talking shit (laughs) yeah i I think it's the weakest of the three but it's still a great movie and still probably top five disney channel original movies it is the best one actually (laughs) (laughs) wow welcome to screen junkies movie fights it's wow, I, that was a that was a screen junkie movie fights moment. <laughs> screen junkie movie fight. Check out our uh, links below. We'll have our top ten screen junkie movie fight <laughs> moments. Uh, we have we have screen junkie funny moments and then screen junkie movie fights moments as well. I, so. I made a screen junkie sad moments. <laughs> so if you want to watch that. Damn, what's number yeah. one? Uh, we can't talk about that one. I'll yeah, we can't that. really talk about the number one sad moment. <laughs> it's my favorite watch mojo list is top 10 sad screen junkie moments it was dan Harmon. dan Harmon left screen junk not dan Harmon. that's the guy who's written morning uh what's the dude's name andy signor no what's the other the other guy he went to oh dan merle dan merle dan merle oh. left that's that that's the number Fuck. two sad moment that shit real that killed me joe <laughs> I, I almost fell out of my chair when you said Dan, Dan Harmon. Wait, you said Dan Schneider? Oh, did you say Dan Harmon? I, I said Dan Harmon by accident. Who's oh Dan Harmon? Dan Harmon did Rick and Morty in Community. Oh, see, we're thinking about three different <laughs> problematic Dan Dans. Yeah, it's the, it's the problem. There's the Hollywood Chris's, and then there's the problematic Dan's. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other problematic Dan's? I don't know. <laughs> That's why they're all, they're all, they all make children's entertainment, and they're all controversial. <laughs> Is there a Dan in this cast? Dan in real life. Dan in real oh, life. Oh, shit. Well, let's just put a Dan for life pod. Yeah, um, yeah I'll be on it soon. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> okay, so, like, trying... I mean, is there anything else to say about Fabulous? Like, uh, It's fabulous. It's fabulous. One of the best numbers in the show. It's uh, very much, like, appealing to, like, the teen girl canon that's, like, you think that, like, that's peak, like, <laughs> I guess, like, it, it was, like, the Paris Hilton, like, aesthetic, very much so. And I find that Sharpay, like, really um, leans more into that. Like, she feels a lot more, like, dumbed down in this movie. Um, yeah. Because she's a lot more, like snide and like manipulative in the first one i feel like and in this one she almost like is dumbed down to like fit like the paris hilton like 
persona, but this was just very much like something like young girls saw like rich people as and like wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like even to the extent where like Ryan doesn't want to like hang out with her anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so like this might be a really dumb question, but like did they say in the first movie that Ryan and her were siblings? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember because I was like, <laughs> I I genuinely forgot that they were siblings. I thought they were just like friends. Mm-hmm. No. Um, but that's just me being a dumbass, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think the next song actually. Well, okay, I'll say this. Fabulous is like the best like shot musical number. Mm-hmm. I would me. disagree, but it's for personal reasons. But it probably it probably is the best one. But there's one that I think is incredible later on. In the, I, I don't in disagree, the but I just think from a visual standpoint, like everything they do with the pool, like even the fucking piano in the pool is like yeah. so iconic, yeah. and just like all the dancers, just like in unit, like it's just so fucking cool the way they do it. Mm-hmm. But work this out. Oh my god. That yeah. Work is exactly. Right. Exactly. I. This that's my shit, dude. Like, <laughs> okay, was it just me or is work this out shot in like a higher frame rate than the rest of the movie? Yeah, they did it did before. You guys uh, that? They did it before Tom Cruise did it with all the mission movies. Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, Billy Lynn's halftime walk. Yeah, <laughs> they beat Ang Lee to the punch. Work this out said, Ang Lee found dead in the ditch. Work this out has got some of the most. Uh, just iconic moments like when they're i just i have such a vivid memory of this entire it just ah dude and also this one is the first one that zach efron actually sings in so we get to see just that amazing performance the uh, we're a champion team dude it's so sick i love this movie so much (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's like very fitting that we're watching that we're recording that i mean like i watched it until like five minutes before we start one minute before we started recording but Mm -hmm. um it's very fitting that we're recording this on Labor Day because the song, <laughs> like, they should have unionized, honestly. That would have made the whole movie. That would have just ended the movie if they unionized. I think this movie, more than any movie, really, truly makes the point for labor and uni- un- uh, yeah, union, I think. Yeah, it's just like, exactly. And honestly, though, when they start, like, using, like, all the pods and pans as instruments and they, like... Yeah, dude, it's better than Stomp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Greatest Showman found dead in a ditch. Greatest Showman. Greatest oh Showman God. is not even, shouldn't even be mentioned in the same breath as High School Musical 2. Unless you're listing off Zac Efron's film. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, isn't it weird that like the controversy with Zac Efron like lip singing in the first one, it was like a big thing. And then the next two, he was like actually a good singer. And then he went on to do The Greatest Showman. So like, why didn't he just do it in the first place in the first one? Maybe he just was, like, singing is for, like, losers. And then he kind of came around on it. Yeah, maybe he was just embarrassed like Troy Bolton was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kenny Ortega be like, you guys might thank me for this. <laughs> Kenny Ortega has gifted something amazing to the world. <laughs> exactly. I-, I meant to say this during the fabulous conversation, but I-, I wholeheartedly mean it. I know Kenny Ortega has made, like, a big career with, like, doing Disney Channel movies, mm-hmm. um, but I genuinely think he could, like, direct, like, a, like a studio, like, uh, musical, like, if he wanted to. Like... I'd work with him. Well, didn't he... He did, uh... He did, uh... He directed... If I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong. He directed the Newsies movie, right? 
Yeah, Did well, he? yeah, back in the 90s. Though. Oh, yeah, that was a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah the one with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did it, but that was, like, almost 30 years ago at this point. Like, I, I want to see, like, he could do something, like, In the Heights or, like... Oh, if he did In the Heights, that would be great. I mean, In the Heights already looks great, but I'd love to see him do something, like, In the Heights. I would just love to see him, like, do something non-Disney uh, Channel again, mm-hmm. or even just non-Disney, period. Like, Dude, he should do... If they ever make an Anything Goes movie, he should direct it, because he could kind of get the same kind of over-the-top flair that that type of musical needs. I don't care about Wicked, but if he made a Wicked movie... It'd probably be pretty sick. It would be he fucking directed, awesome. He directed Michael Jackson's This Is It. Yeah, I. that's the only, like, non-Disney movie he's done. Which is... And the, and the live-action <laughs> Rocky Horror on Fox. <laughs> oh, did he? That's... Rip. Yeah. <laughs> I miss those, uh... I don't actually, but those mm-hmm. uh, Fox like uh, live productions. Yeah. 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 Rent I mean, wasn't uh, like terrible. I just like hate Rent. Yeah, I hate Rent. But speaking the show, of Vanessa but... Hudgens. Yeah. Oh, was she in that? Yeah. Yeah. She was a. Uh... What's her I've... name? I don't know. I, I don't remember. She was like Dina Menzel. I've seen no versions of Rent in my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well you're not really anything. missing much. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've heard, so yeah. just haven't bothered. Um, so wait, let me go back to the Wikipedia page for this one. Um, yeah, so Work This Out is, like, genuinely incredible, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely, like, probably probably top five, like, of the whole trilogy, I think. I think um, the funniest part about that scene, though, is when the song ends and Troy goes, so can we work this out? <laughs> <laughs> I die every time. It's like, I, uh, did you ever see Clemency? No. It's a pretty, it's a good movie, but there's a part at the end where the guy just, he walks in a room and he goes, so am I going to get Clemency? And it just, I burst out laughing <laughs> in the theater. That's a, that was a very sad moment, Joey. Yeah, very sad, yeah, it's a very sad, somber moment in the film. And the, act, the actor... Uh, Literally talking about the death penalty. <laughs> yeah, the, but the actor, is, is he does a great job in the movie, and he's sitting there, he's like, so am I going to get clemency? And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> Must be some kind of good. suicide squad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, another thing, like, just, like, little things that I wrote about this scene is that I care deeply about Zeke the Baker. <laughs> um <laughs> And I wish that he was in this more because I cared so much about him in the first one. Um, and the second thing also, I wrote Troy Bolton is a fucking scab. Um, <laughs> and I don't remember why I wrote that. But, you know. Probably because he's like, gets he's, flaky with his group. Yeah. For Sharpay, kind of. He, he just wants, like, he, he's an apologist for being treated like garbage. Um, and, like, I don't know, he's just... The thing is, like, he lives in, like, a massive house, mm-hmm. right? He, like, lives in the Parasite house. <laughs> like, <laughs> you... And I'm, like, wondering, what does his mom do as a job? Because, like, you know the basketball co- high school basketball coaches are not paid that much. <laughs> like, yeah. how do they afford that giant-ass house? I have to say, though, I do like, like, I think I said it when we covered the first one, but, like, the dynamic, like, outside um, the high school, like, when they're at home with their families and stuff and, like, their houses, I love when uh, Troy's mom is like, 
okay, you guys have to all help me bring in the groceries. Because I'm like, that's such a cute, like... Um, <laughs> that's a Disney Channel uh, decom moment, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And they're like, oh, And they, like, Aww. help her anyway. <laughs> I, I like, like that. I like when he just, like... He jumps on the table, like, after basketball. He just, like, grabs, like, a fucking carton of milk and just... Yeah, it. yeah. Setting on a counter is a, is Zillennial canon. That's Zillennial <laughs> canon. And I think another Zillennial canon moment is... Or, like, just trope is, like... I'm trying to think of, like, how to describe it, but, like... Someone makes a deal. And it's, like, I had... I got him, but they were part of the deal. Like, I had to bring all of his friends along, too. Like, that's happened yeah. in so many family movies where it's, like... Um, and I feel like that's a big sequel trope, too. Imagine, like, like getting them. a job interview and being like, yeah, I'll come work with you, but, like, you have to also hire 25 of my closest friends. <laughs> Why did he hesitate when he said girl? He's like, I know this perfect girl. I mean, student, who's, hmm. like, perfect for the job. Like, So he's not was... like, can my can my girlfriend get a job, too? I guess, but like she, she's a girl. Like it's, it's not like, like he said. He's not it's like he's a baddie or something. Like <laughs> so there's this bad. So, so there's this. Yeah, I have this. Yeah, I, I know the I know. <laughs> she's my little boo thing. My little, I know the perfect little boo thing for this job. <laughs> it's like the John Mulaney joke where he's like, "Can my girlfriend come?" <laughs> <laughs> These, I want to see like the aftermath of that conversation too, because he obviously had to like barter for the rest of the group too. Yeah, like there are literally thirty of them. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm not saying Sharpe had a point, but I would also be surprised if. Like, yeah, imagine if you just like had your like one escape where you can hang out with like your three best friends that don't even go to your high school, and you catch up with them. You have a great summer. You just relax, and then like half of your fucking high school just shows up there. Like, yeah. I would die. Like, maybe <laughs> she has a point. I don't think she has a point, but I think her reaction is funny and understandable. Because at the same time, though, she's just trying to, like... I don't even really get, like, why... I She's just, like, attracted to Troy because he's, like... That's, like, what she thinks is, like, the right path is just to get the attractive star athlete... Like, is that the entire basis of it? Or is it because of the musical that he did last year? I don't think we know what um, she's trying to accomplish. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, watch, if you watch Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, you see that she's a very career-oriented girl. So oh, I would okay. just say, kind of in the whole context of the of the franchise, it, it's, a, it's more a career-motivated. Because she's very comfortable at the end giving up also. Like, she doesn't really... She's not very hesitant. She's just like, yeah, you guys sing it. Like, so she's a she's a sweet. She's a she's got a heart of gold. But she's at the end of the day, it's all about the career. It's not about the the, the smooches. This is like when I when you miss an MCU movie and then you don't know what the fuck's happening in the next one. <laughs> exactly. So, I guess I just. I've never seen that. Yeah, um, I guess I need to. Maybe we should cover Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. Um, we'll think about it. Maybe one day. Um, so, oh, the, the next one is you are the music and me. Which is, uh, I like how we're just going down the track list now. But I guess the whole movie is kind of defined by like track to track. Um, yeah. What do you guys honestly? Think what I wrote for this one is I just want Kelsey to fucking sing. <laughs> and yeah. everyone always just like sings over her, and it's really rude. 
and I she has a nice voice and she's talented and they're always like Kelsey's the MVP and it's like okay then let her sing like you guys are always interrupting her and talking over her like hmm. maybe she sh- she should like sing a little bit louder like yeah that's a good point like just yeah, like maybe you had a point a there bit. also I just to confirm what we already uh, assumed the Disney Plus version is extended. <laughs> um, it is. Watch the it's the Ortega cut. cut. Yeah, the, the cut. it says because there's two running times on Wikipedia. The Disney Channel cut was 104 minutes. Um, this cut that we saw on Disney Plus is 113. Wow. So, an extra nine minutes of footage. I'm gonna right? put the Ortega cut in the title. <laughs> the Ortega. <laughs> the Ultimate Edition. Um, yeah, uh, I think. But You Are the Music in Me is genuinely like a really great song. And like, I, I like just love the. Like, when they're all just singing it or like together, it's just really sweet, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a real sweet. It's a real sweet song. I don't know if it's as iconic as. Uh, Soaring, flying. But it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a banger for sure. I. I think I might, like, I, I'm not going to say I, like, prefer it or anything, but mm. it's just, like, I know every, like, I think it's just the way Zac Efron does it and, like, his melody with uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, they fit so perfectly together. And, like, every time I hear, like, this or, uh, you uh, or, like, the other one, like, I just want to cry. Like, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. And, yeah, I don't know. I really love this song. It's one of the highlights from the soundtrack. I feel like this song is really good because it kind of, like, sums up their relationship yeah um because like we said in the last episode like they basically like their whole relationship is built on the fact that they like found this passion and the same thing at the same time Mm -hmm. um and they were able to connect over that so honestly props to kelsey for being able to like analyze them psychologically and romantically and write exactly what their relationship is Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like the puppet master of like literally. The like she's she... like the riddler, and she's like you're a part of this too. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, she's Robert like... Pattinson. Damn, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be fine, but yeah, he's... Uh, okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. I really like the song, and I think it, like every Heskey's Go movie needs like a slower song in between like the flashy ones. Mm-hmm. and this one's kind of it's like it's kind of sad like in retrospect considering like they go through like a big thing like a, towards like the end it's like I don't know if I want to be with you I don't know who you are anymore like so like seeing them right before like drama happens is a little bit sad <laughs> um, I also like I enjoy Troy's like whole thing in this movie because like even though it's like really simple like it does feel like something like he would go through in real life is like mm-hmm. He like is that's the like the stress about like being a high schooler and getting a summer job is that like, you don't have time for your friends as much anymore and it's it's like so ideal in theory right to get a job and you get more money and it, you can even work with your friends but the reality is like you don't get to see them all the time mm-hmm. like you're on different schedules and you have like different obligations and like yeah. like if life moves on like that's a true theme to life and I think. I think this movie does a good thing where it kind of shows, like, the truth of that to kids that are watching it, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's almost, like, the first, like, taste of adulthood that a lot of people have is, like, realizing that, like, when you have responsibility, it's, like, you can't really see people, and 
when you're younger, like, a lot of the time, or, like, some of the time is, like, you're working because you want to be able to, like, do things or, like, be able to, like, afford things for yourself and things like that, but it's, like, you kind of have to sacrifice those things in order to work to get those things, so, like, like, in the beginning, they say that they, like, want to get jobs to, like, go on dates with each other and stuff like that, and it's, like, they can't because, like, they've dedicated their life to the work, and, um, the boss kind of, like, makes a joke about that almost, Mm -hmm. like, towards the end about, like, sacrificing yourself for, like, a paycheck that, like, isn't even that much (laughs) or something like that, and I'm just, like, wow, literally, like, woke and self-aware, well, I mean, class-aware movie. It's, like, two, like, particular scenes, like, Troy, he gets excited over, like, a really junky truck that he gets to drive, Mm-hmm. which becomes iconic in the third one and then the second uh is like when chad like he gets he literally is like verbally abused by like shark Bay's family it just gets like dumped the uh like the uh the golf things uh clubs and he's just like, i'm saving for a car i'm saving for a car like mm-hmm. he's yeah. just putting up with like this terrible work environment just for the sake of a car and i just i, I don't know like i feel like it's not obviously not the first kid movie to like deal with stuff like that but I do think it was pretty wise to, like, not let a sequel, like, happen without dealing with stuff like that. Like, I think it's it was pretty smart on their part to, like, include, like, kind of deeper themes. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think also, like, the fact that they are, they're, the I can't talk, sorry, it's, like, so late. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that they're, like, starting to think about college and that, like, Troy's the first one to start thinking about college, really... Um, and, like, they deal with this a lot in the third one, um, so we're probably gonna talk about it more with that, but, like, the fact that he's been told that he's, like, so good all his life, and, like, how that, like, I feel like athletes are always, like, the first ones that have to start thinking about college first, because they're, like, scouted by, um, a lot of colleges, like, early on, um, and that's, like, a weird thing compared to, like, other people that are like your peers how like they don't really have to start thinking about that yet but then it's like it automatically they just like out of nowhere becomes like the center of your universe i think definitely sports kids do like probably first Mm -hmm. but i think also theater kids a lot too Mm -hmm. like uh i mean joe knows this for sure but like because i you know i was in theater in high school and i wasn't an actor and i wasn't really planning on going the theater route in college so i wasn't like pressed about it but i knew like a lot of kids in high school that were just like even like in freshman year they were like just they were getting ready for it like Mm -hmm. auditions and like just perfecting Mm -hmm. it's like i mean joe do you have like any experience with that or like um i mean yeah the the thing because it's kind of a meme in theater is it's being unemployed is like kind of a meme like it's pretty it's pretty common joke like the the kind of go-to joke if is like, oh, what are you majoring in? And then if they're like theater, you say, oh, so you're majoring in unemployment. Uh, but there's also kind of a flip side to it, where like if you're a tech kid, they're like, oh, you're gonna get, you're gonna make all the money. Like that's where the money is, is the technical department. So it is a bit, inter- it's it, it's kind of a flip. I guess it depends on which avenue you want to go down. Uh, yeah. Acting, it kind of they really kind of play up the whole like, oh, you're gonna be a waiter thing. And but if you're a technical kid, it's like, oh. Uh, you're going down. Your Sea World's hiring you to design something, so that's kind of the the flip of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just know there's this one girl that I went to high school with, and like she was pretty much cast as the, she was like a modern day Sharpay, 
Like <laughs> she she was cast as the lead in every production, and she wasn't like snobby about it or anything. She just was that good. Like she was mm-hmm. pretty much objectively the best one in high school. And like even like I think the first time I saw her mention college was like when she was a sophomore. And like it was sad almost, like because like the fact that she could just enjoy it. Like she was genuine, like really just striving for a career at that young of an age. And it's like, it's a real thing. And whether it's theater kids or like, of course, athletes, I think it's a very real thing that, you know, kids have to deal with. And I think it's, I don't know. I mean, we don't have to tell you guys it's bad because it's pretty shitty. Yeah. It it has to be a thing, but. Yeah. yeah. During like, um, like the scenes where he's like giving everything up to like talk to like the college scout people. I just want to be like, <laughs> you'll get through it, and it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah, and that's the like thing, it, though. It, it is, but, like, I'm like, I don't know. It It is, yeah. but, like, at the same time, like, it's kind of ridiculous how it feels like the end of the world to a kid. Yeah. And I think this movie does a good job at, like, portraying that, like, how he really does want to be there for his friends, but his friends don't recognize that he wants that. Mm-hmm. But he also understands his own responsibilities at the same time. And that's why I think, not to jump ahead to Bet On It, but that's why Bet On is such an amazing sequence. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, it piles up all those anxieties and frustrations that Troy has and, like, unleashes it into the scene. Um, but we can, we'll talk about that when we go through a few it's more. It's also fucking insane that I'm six years older than Troy Bolton. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, in the movie. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was like, like, now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... Shit. Fuck. I didn't <laughs> fucking realize that until you said it. <laughs> Thanks for putting it into perspective for us. Yeah, no problem. Hey, guys, Kira here. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break um, for a word from a sponsor, which... Cool, Thanks. Hey friends, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure, to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for all those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. Speaking from my own experience, my Superyaki t-shirts and sweatshirts are my favorite and comfiest things in my closet. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Superyaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with the code SUPERFRIEND, that's one word, SUPERFRIEND, all caps, no spaces, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com, that's super. Y-A-K-I dot com. Let's watch more movies, guys. Um, so the next one is You Gotta Go My Own Way, which... Is it? I don't yeah. think so. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I was reading the... Uh, sorry, my bad. I was 
going for the reprise of You Are the Music and Me. Um, oh. I don't dance is the next one. I'm not going to talk about right. that. Joe's got to talk about this one. I Don't Dance is fucking incredible. What an incredible number this song is. I This song is Bang and dude, I it, dude, it is so. I in my senior year of high school, I did a performance of the song and I got to play uh, Chad in it, and it's uh, it's one of the most fun fun I've it's some of the most fun I've ever had on stage doing this song. This song is amazing. I love it so much. Uh, it's what a catchy song. It's just such a good number. It's so great. I mean, don't you guys agree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like. I don't know if it's my favorite on the on the soundtrack because like there's a bunch of bangers, but it's definitely up there. <laughs> like it's definitely top three songs for me. Oh I yeah, think, yeah, definitely top three. Yeah. I think the like combination of like the jazz and like the like hip hoppy type beats is like extremely cool and good and like I think I don't understand how it can be so good and work so well and make it like such a balance between their two characters yeah and like the best songs in high school musical like in any of them they're always songs that like understand the characters and like even develop the characters in song Mm -hmm. and you genuinely feel like chad and ryan are developed in different people by the end of the song i uh i actually played ryan i I misspoke i played ryan in the number yeah i was gonna say that might have been problematic joey yeah if i played a i mean i I want it'd be problematic i'd get canceled but i also cannot be a i'm not a convincing athlete either (laughs) (laughs) that that's true um yeah i don't know like i think the song is just kind of incredible like i'm literally and i say that unironically too like it's Mm -hmm. genuinely a great song like not just memeing it it really is great and I think just, like, the entire set piece, it's, it's exciting. It gets you, like, ready, like, as soon as it goes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely, like, would put this, like, on a road trip playlist or something. Like, I... It's so good, dude. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would simply not, because if it came out, I would just drive off the road. Yeah, Like, in excitement. Like, like, I would just lose control. Very oncoming traffic because of the song. Yeah. <laughs> That's me with the Tokyo Drift theme song. <laughs> on the road. Um, <laughs> Death by High School Musical too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and like at the end, like I like how after the song's over, like they're buddies, like Chad and Ryan. They're they like, like eating... switch clothes. Yes, I love that. <laughs> and like I said, like after that song, you genuinely feel like they're different people. Like mm. Ryan has kind of almost entirely separated from Sharpay. And he's kind of in the, uh, he's kind of taking Troy's place in the friend group, right? Yeah. Like, which is interesting. Chad and, is, Chad is an ally now. Yeah, Chad, <laughs> Chad is no longer just a himbo. He's a, uh, <laughs> he's, he's, a he's a gay ally. He's a gay ally, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, also, I just... Did you guys did you guys know what Lucas Grabiel said about the character of Ryan, like, last month? what he said um that he probably wouldn't play ryan if high school musical was made today because um there's so many amazingly talented gay actors that could do it as well um so i wouldn't know if i would play ryan i would love to but this is but the last thing i want to do is take an opportunity away from other people he said that as a straight white man he's already taken away opportunities from other actors without even trying the actor's statement came after High School Musical director Kenny Ortega confirmed that the character Ryan was gay in the movies, even though his sexuality was never explicitly mentioned. So, I mean, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, first of all, we know. And mm. second... Yeah, and Kenny Ortega said, well, I mean, it's a touchy subject sometimes with children's programming. I'm not sure if Disney is ready now for that kind of thing. I absolutely agree that he is, and I think we have an opportunity here to showcase a real person. Yeah, I mean, he's in the series, um, uh, the one on Disney+, Plus, so uh-huh. it's interesting. Um, but, like, I, I honestly... I. Th- for some reason, I thought Lucas Gabriel was, like, gay in real life, so I didn't even know that. Um, Do you guys remember Food Boy? That I... movie is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I heard about that movie, because uh, I, I heard my fr- Jackson, friend of the pod, Jackson, told me about that movie. And I was like, I was like, this is a movie that you're making up as, like, a this is a pretty lazy joke movie that you're coming up with right now, Jackson. And he was like, no, it's a real movie. <laughs> Yeah, if, I've never a, seen it. He, he, what is he? He can shoot ham out of his hands? Is that what he can do in the movie? Or do you, can he just turn things into ham? Something like that? I don't know. I, I just remember, like, the, the cover art of it. Like, the poster. It's him with the... It. He's, like, opening his shirt like Superman, but it's a yeah. food boy. Yeah. yeah. Food boy. I think real Zillennial canon energy is, like, always The Adventures that. of Food Boy. <laughs> oh, The Adventures of Food Boy. Yeah. He can make food appear at will, mainly ham. That's the funniest, like, like addition. <laughs> then why doesn't he just simply redistribute the food to, like, underprivileged communities? Redistribute the ham. Yeah. Redistribute the- <laughs> Hashtag release the ham cut. Hashtag release the ham. <laughs> release the ham. Are we ever going to cover Food Boy? No. I, I want to now. All right. Hashtag Zillennial fans, if you want it, tweet at us. Hashtag release the ham. Patreon subscribers, if you want to see us cover Food Boy, donate to the Lucas Gabriel tier. Yeah. Seven fifty a month. Um, <laughs> also, I, my next note is like a line that I absolutely love. Um, and it is like when uh, it's uh, Ryan. I, I don't know why I blanked on his name. We were just talking about him. But when he uh, he says her mom makes the best brownies, and then Troy <laughs> says, "I know, I've had them." Like, <laughs> what a threat! Like, geez. it was such a civil conversation, and then he just got like so defensive. That's like, have you guys ever seen iRobot? <laughs> that Agent Spooner in that movie played by Will Smith. He out of nowhere he'll just be an asshole for no like he meets uh he meets the one guy who owns the company and he's like fuck you. like he meet uh, right off the guy's like oh it's nice to meet you and he was like he's like fuck you a robot can't write a symphony like right off the bat immediately I was like geez Spooner is an asshole well if you've seen the movie you you can understand why yeah Lex Corp shitting on the little guy just right off the bat you want to talk about a movie that said workers rights it's that one. <laughs> Is iRobot. iRobot is a Zillennial movie. Maybe I can wa- make Kira watch it one day. Um, I'll, dude, I'll talk about iRobot. <laughs> oh, yeah, you you have to be in the iRobot pod. But that's a... I'm, it's, if you had the same story, Joey, I'll be very impressed. But that's a Christmas Day 2004 movie. I didn't see it on Christmas Day, but that movie was, like, my favorite movie growing up. I got it for Christmas on Christmas morning. And I remember watching it the morning I got it from Santa. And, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Uh, my life was changed. But... Yeah, I think that uh, starting off on an iRobot tangent as we. Wow, did. that was an iRobot moment. That was an <laughs> iRobot 2004 moment. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, and also, my next note was I like how the entire conflict of this movie is him wanting to ball with the boys, but he can't. Exactly. 
I think we can all relate to that to some degree. I just, I just, I just want to ball with the boys. Yeah. yeah. I just want to ball with my bros. Just I... I forgot that bet on it was coming, and when he, like, wants to, like, blow off some steam and he, like, goes to, like, shoot hoops, I was like, damn, he really just, like, shoots hoops when he's stressed out, and then, like, bet on it came, and I was like, oh, of course, yeah, true. Yeah, um, (laughs) I mean, Joey, so I Don't Dance is your favorite, right? Uh, it is not my favorite, it is my, is in my top three. Is bet on it your favorite? Uh, absolutely yes <laughs> you want to talk about it i bet on it where to even begin it i don't think cinema has been the same ever since this number was dropped it's <laughs> bet on it might is unironically in my like top five musical numbers of all time i think i am obsessed with this song this i probably have seen the music video for this song like a like a count like a million times just uh, absolutely it's, it's it's hard to quantify the impact <laughs> that this number has had on has had on my life it is such an incredible i love this number so much that i bought the exact outfit that he's wearing i had the exact same <laughs> shoes and i wear them to middle at middle school i had the exact same shoes that he had or probably Jeez. elementary school but uh i bet on it is absolutely the the most like it's 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 chaotic it's 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 unpredictable it's empowering and it's it's hilarious it's just what an incredible gift to society bet on it is the whole tell me it is not the most iconic number of all time i i can't disagree with you joey when he jumps when he jumps off that the side of that hill and like flicks his hands out and he's like i don't want to play this game if i can't play it my way it's oh dude i'm getting i feel like at one point he like grabs some sand off the Mm -hmm. ground and he throws it and he sees himself in the reflection it's such what an like what just (laughs) kenny ortega absolutely knew what he was doing and he it's dude i literally I think Kenny Ortega deserves an honorary Oscar for this number alone because he absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yeah, he. Uh, I I love this song so much. It is genuinely incredible, and also Zac Efron is like, he 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 eats it up, dude. Like he, he commits. He's, so he's not fucking around. He's not here to fuck around. He's yeah. doing. It. <laughs> I was gonna say like um. Like, I feel like this musical number is, like, memed a lot. Yeah. But Zac Efron is legitimately, like, one of the most, um, like, talented people that we have right now, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are, like, not paying attention to that. But, like, you think of, like, Dirty Grandpa and, like... Honestly, Neighbors, he's, like, fantastic. Yeah, Neighbors, um, the Beach Bum. The Beach Bum was probably, like, the best. Oh, my God, yeah. His oh, he's performance, so good in that movie. That yeah. probably was, like, best supporting actor of that year. Like, I don't even remember what else came out that year, but that was, like, best supporting actor. Like, even Greatest out. Showman, which, like, sucks, he's, like, good in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, he does, a, he, does, he does a great job in uh, the Ted Bundy movie as well. Yeah, again, not a good movie, but, like... Yeah, not a great movie, but he's good in it. Yeah, like, and the thing is, like, even, like, those earlier, like, 2000s movies, like, Hairspray, which I contend is great, but, like... Oh, yeah, he's awesome in Hairspray. And, you know what, a really underrated movie, which I think is Zillennial, but Seventeen Again. I love Seventeen Again so uh, much. Thank you for saying that. Good movie. I love Seventeen Again as well. That movie's banging. That was a really good movie, and I remember that was, like, the one that, like, I think it was, like, his first non-Haskell Musical movie, like, after the third mm-hmm. one. 
And people were like still like it because you know it's kind of the Robert Pattinson thing where people were like, oh, he's he's that he's that kid that the teen girls like. Mm-hmm. Like it's this weird bias that grown mm-hmm. dudes have against things that teenage girls like. But it's yeah, weird. I don't understand. Like, yeah, that it seems like things that teenage girls like are like shit on. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I mean, no, I know. As a, just, yeah. <laughs> as a as former, a One Direction fan and a Twilight fan and a High School Musical fan, I and understand. a former teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. And a former Justin Bieber fan and all that. I just love to um, have people hear Harry Styles songs on the radio and be like, whoa, this is that guy from One Direction. It's actually kind of good. It sounds like classic rock. It's like, get a life. Like, he's always been good and talented. Like, Yeah, I, I think the only thing with me and Harry Styles is that like, I just genuinely never really heard him. But when his... uh one of his not i don't think it was his last album did he have one before the most recent one like yeah, a solo album he had like his self-titled album yeah oh, no. i yeah his his first like solo album yeah i remember i can't remember what song specifically off that it was but like there was one that i listened to and i'm like holy shit like, this is banging actually um but everything off of his new album is like really good um uh-huh. so yeah but i mean zach efron like literally like, i'm looking at his entire resume right now but like um, I know Sean's favorite movies like Dirty Grandpa and like, yeah. <laughs> which is great. It's funny. It's hilarious. It, like... Yeah, it, it's 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 pretty good. Like I, I I don't mind it. It's he's good in it, and um his him being cast as Robert De Niro's grandson is inspired casting. Um, yeah. But like this movie, We Are Your Friends, that the dude from Catfish directed. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays like an EDM DJ, which should be like an automatically like awful movie, but like mm-hmm. Zac Efron genuinely gives like a really dramatic performance in yeah, it. Yeah, I heard that's good. I like the movie. Like it's it's not great by any means, but like there are some like legitimately like amazingly directed sequences in that movie, and he gives a committed dramatic performance in it. So I like it. So that's my review of We Are Your Friends from 2015. Yeah, I, then... I think Zac Efron is. Probably, I think he, he, him and John Cena are two actors that I'm really gunning for, really break it big, because I think they're pretty, they're very charismatic guys, and I think Zac Efron has a really good, I mean, he's he's, he's, he's really good in comedies, but I think he's also, I mean, there's this movie he's in called Charlie St. Cloud, and the movie is not great, but he's yeah. pretty good in the movie, and there's a movie called Paperboy that he's in that's pretty good, uh, the movie's fine, but uh, he's good in it. He's I'm a great glad. Actor. I'm glad you brought up Charlie St. Cloud because that movie is ass, like absolutely. Yeah, it's like, not a good movie, but it, he's good. Ab- it. Absolutely awful movie. But I definitely like wanted to go see that with my friends when it came out because we were like Zac Efron, and I could not tell you one thing about it. Isn't there like a brother that dies or something? Yeah, he like is it like a Joey? Do you remember? Like, is that a car crash? His brother dies in a car crash, and then he right. kind of he'll go into the woods and play baseball with like his ghost. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really, like, I, I don't know. It's kind of, like, the plot's really stupid, and the, the writing's not good, and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure, like, Ray Liotta, like, plays his dad or some shit. Which oh, that's kind of cool. Ray yeah, I mean, private select. Yeah, um, what's that commercial that Ray Liotta did forever? Uh, the anti-smoking one. Mm-hmm. Oh, um... Chantix. Yeah, Chantix. Yeah. Iconic. Um, that's like but... on his Wikipedia page, like under like Goodfellas. <laughs> did you see that one? Like it was like this improv guy. He did like an entire like, he like did it line for line like Ray Liotta's like Chantix commercial, and it was that's incredible. Under... I think yeah. I wrote about it in like my final <laughs> essay for my Scorsese class. Um, what's the best Ray Liotta like Zillennial performance? Because he's had a B movie. 
B movie is a big one. Do you have Do you have one off the top of your head, Joey? Uh, I'm looking through his filmography right now. Um, Wild Hogs is a big one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Wild Hogs is a yeah. big, big one. Um, we love Wild Hogs in here. I think he's in Muppets Most Wanted. I don't know if that's Zillennial, but that's a, no, a pretty... No, it's not. A, <laughs> um, the one before that one might be, but not that one. Um, oh, yeah, he's in uh, Muppets in Space, right? I, oh, is he? Yeah, he's in Muppets from Space. So I guess it's like a cameo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like he's just a, he's a he's just a goofy guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like okay, so I guess back to high school musical. I don't know. We went down like a hole like after on Um, hole. well, I just wanted to bring up the Beach Bum and that being uh like the best performance I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. On, on Hulu um, right now, by the way. Yeah, stream the Beach Bum for clear skin. Um, yeah. <laughs> first of all, it's really cool that he just, like, worked with Harmony Corinne, just, like, out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I heard his... Oh, sorry. sorry. I, didn't... I just meant to say, I heard his new Netflix show is pretty fun, where he just, like, goes yeah. to, like, yeah. different countries or whatever. Yeah, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought, like, if they were like, let's do another Anthony Bourdain, I wouldn't have thought, like, Zac Efron, but he's a pretty good... I think he's a... His Out Hot Ones episode was really nice. He's a pretty... He's a charming I guy, did what can that. I say? <laughs> yeah, I I want to watch. Actually, I, now I'm like in the mood to watch those since we're done recording. Like I want to watch mm-hmm. that Netflix show he did because I think the premise is like he goes to different countries mm-hmm. and like he it's literally like a Michael Moore documentary. He's like trying to see like what works in a country and like if it w- would work in America, and like he just like learns about the culture of each. I mean, planet. I trust that guy front of my life. So yeah, yeah. but like about like. Which I just realized as I was saying it that Harmony Corinne has worked with both um, Zac Efron and Vanessa Ann Hudgens, um, which oh, is something shit. that I, I find quite fascinating. Uh, when will Ashley Tisdale get her chance? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, she would be next level in a Harmony yeah, Corinne. No, literally. wait, Ashley Tisdale in a Safdie Brothers movie. Yo, what? Yeah. Oh, she'd be that'd be sick. <laughs> a Sharpay spinoff. I'm about like Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like her getting or, like call it bop to the top. Yeah. And it's like her like she's gonna get the lead role under yeah. like she, no matter what she has to do. But yeah. I don't know like how in the Beach Bum somebody can show up in a movie for like five minutes or less and give like one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen. I I love I remember laughing so fucking hard in that theater. When like he when Matthew McConaughey's character is like in a rehab for like literally five minutes, yeah. and then Zac Efron pops up, it's like yo, you, you want to get out of here? And they just fucking leave rehab. Yeah, and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, he he's really great at it. Um, yeah. and he wears a massive pair of Jenko jeans. Honestly, I think he he was onto something. So. Yeah. Um, I also want to bring up just uh, I think it's pretty interesting. On August 17th, the night this movie uh, premiered on Disney Channel 2007, it had, this was the, the first uh, run of it, it had 17.2 million viewers, which is more than like ESPN Monday Night Football <laughs> of like Dallas Cowboys, like the biggest team in America. Like they, HSM stands, they said, it's our time. Like <laughs> they watched that shit live. Like yeah, every dude. fucking one did it. Um, and as a total for like all of its, uh, continuous runs on, uh, on air, it did a th- whopping number of 33.4 million views. 
which is kind like the of the whole series or the second one. No, just the second one. Just the second one. Oh. Which is a, that's really big for like syndication. Yeah. Like that's that's just insane um but yeah this one was massive and um i think that's why they made the decision to go for the third one to be theatrical yeah which we'll talk about yeah that's that's a that's next week but um so i mean i guess the next one is uh every day i guess yeah yeah okay Uh, so it ends with again all of them coming together no, I mean, every not day. Not the end. Yeah. Not the e- end. Every day is just the one with Troy and Gabriella, um, yeah. which is I, I, not as good as uh, Soren, I think, from the first one, as a way to like mm-hmm. close up with them. But still, it's a nice note to like kind of have them do together. I, I kind of like it because I like when everyone kind of like claps along and like sings along. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like it a lot. It's just. Um, I, I just said it wasn't as good as yeah. Soren, but it's, yeah. it's a good ending. Yeah. I, I, I will say this is kind of the one of the... I, I would say this is one of the... I like the song, but I would put it on the kind of the mid-tier of the songs in the in the film. Yeah, I mean, it's just the comparison to the first one where I'm like... That's why I said at the beginning, like, I don't know if this one has as many bangers mm-hmm. than the first one. But that being said, the highs of this one, I think, are higher than the highs of the first one. So, I would say, yeah, yeah, I think so. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a mixed bag, I bet, but it evens out, so it's fun. Um, but yeah, this one's really good, and it kind of, I mean, it goes to what you were saying earlier, Kira, about like how it's kind of the same exact character arc for Sharpay in this one. Like she mm-hmm. does, she doesn't get her way, and then she is somehow still friends with them at the end. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like a like one flaw that I would say with these movies, but then again, it's like how many more plot lines or, like, villains or whatever can you really, like, introduce? And it's also, like, they're technically kids, which is, like, ridiculous to think about. Like, they're technically kids, so it's, like, they're not really, like, villains. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just, like, annoyed with each other and, like, their vibes get crossed and, like, they just, like, don't, like, get along. Like, it's not necessarily, like, they're, like, antagonist like the antagonist in this one is like capitalism <laughs> <laughs> well isn't that kind i mean i don't want to fully go into three yet but isn't that the thing of three where like sharpay isn't like as obsessed with troy anymore like from what i remember i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they like make a point to like show that it's more career focused than the third one right so i guess mm-hmm. it, that's what makes two even weirder for sharpay which is, like, she didn't learn her lesson at the end of the first one, even though it, like, explicitly showed her learning a lesson at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but then this one, it's kind of like, she's just back to the same character again. But after this one, she does learn the lesson, so it's kind of weird. It's also, like, I would say, like, five to six months after the first one. So right. I just want to know, like, what happened in that time because there are so many pictures of just like Troy and Gabrielle like together that we didn't see in the first like moments that we didn't see in the first one so it's like they've clearly been like dating this whole time but they also haven't kissed yet but also they're not really official and so has Sharpay's like crush or whatever she had on Troy just like lingered (laughs) I wonder if it's because like at the beginning Vanessa Hudgens or Gabriella like mentions that um like that she 
you know, she got the part, obviously, with the musical. But, like, I wonder if Sharpay got really, like, jealous, like, seeing that, like, play out. Like, her getting mm. all the attention in school. And, like, like she seemed okay with it and accepted it at the end of the first one. But then, like, I like how we're, like, writing headcanon for... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm gonna write fan fiction of, like, what happens <laughs> in between the first and second high school musical. And it's just gonna be, like, Sharpay went to class. <laughs> and then Gabriella went to class and got a good grade on her test. Do you have a good pitch, Joey? Uh, for High School Musical fan fiction? Um, yeah, High School Musical 1.5. High School Musical, what happens in between 1 and 2? Oh, yeah, I, this is this is like, like a Lion King, King one, one and a half, half moment. <laughs> well, I'd like to see, they should have done, I'd like to see, because, I mean, in high, when you're a high school actor, there's, there's, ha- there's, there's acting competitions, and that'd be a pretty fun movie. That'd be a pretty fun adventure to see all these characters, like, competing at, like, a contest. That'd be sick. Another yeah, thing too. Yeah, something going that to I just something that I just realized is when um, Troy and Gabriella initially audition for the winter musicale, Miss Darbus says, "Perhaps the spring musicale." So there's another musical in between the first and second High School Musical movie, mm-hmm. and I'm curious as to what that was like. Well, I wonder if that, like, I wonder if Vanessa, or, sorry, I keep saying that, but uh, Gabriella also got that, and Sharpay was just, like, pissed off about that. Yeah, like, like the first movie just, like, repeated itself. Yeah, maybe she's just kind of, like, bitter about it. Yeah. And maybe I wonder if the key to, like, Sharpay being, like, normal again by the third one is not so much um, Troy, but it was, like, the idea of losing Ryan as, like, a partner. Mm. to like I don't know because like by the end of the third one they're like I mean not to jump entirely ahead to the next movie but like they're all like kind of friends like the entire cast yeah so also like they introduce like two new characters yeah which that kind of cause tension right exactly so this one's I don't know like I don't know so I guess Sharpay does learn a lesson in this one good yeah yeah cool um i think she does i i mean in 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 fabulous adventure she kind of kind of show her as make her a bit more of a sympathetic character and you kind of uh kind of see more into her psyche you know i don't know if they thought about it as much as we are right now but have you actually (laughs) seen that or is this a bit i've seen shark face fabulous adventure what is it about like i it's uh she moves to new york to try to be an actress and like it's just like her trying to just do broadway or whatever yeah, and she, it's like she's like the first time she's been without her parents, so she's kind of on her, her own, and she, it's kind of her making her own way up in the world. As somebody who has lived in New York City by themselves to try and like do something with their life, that must be so depressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet Greta Gerwig can make a Sharpay movie. Mistress America Who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, this is, like, completely off-topic from everything, but, like, not really. But am I the only one that still calls her Vanessa Ann Hudgens? Is, I I guess. Like, I didn't even know that was her middle name. Yeah. Like, she used to go by Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Am I wrong? I, I always referred to her as Vanessa Hudgens. It was definitely Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Her middle name is Ann. I just Googled it, so... Like, well, I think like, that's how she was credited in the High School Musical movies. I did not know this. I just... Because, um, actually, I was going to talk about this in the future, but um, my first concert was uh, 
Cheetah Girls and Vanessa Ann Hudgens opened for them. And it was extremely exciting. <laughs> oh, that's pretty dope, actually. Yeah, and I want to talk about her music career in a future episode that we will talk about. Right. Um, come to think of it, I can't... Oh, there's only one song I can think of, which was on Disney Channel at 2 a.m. on repeat. But, um, yeah, okay, so I guess we can talk about that in a future episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean... I don't know if like should we do final thoughts on High School Musical two, I guess. Yeah. Uh, absolute masterpiece. It's a, a what a what a what oh, a what did a sweet we, there was there was one more musical number. <laughs> Wait what? All for one, baby. Oh well, yeah, like the credit song. Yeah. Um uh, not as good as all of them together. Still uh, still kinda bangs though. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah I agree. It's not as like strong of an ending. I think it just feels more like a like celebratory. Like um, not to jump ahead, but I think the third, obviously the last song of the third movie is probably the strongest and most emotional of all the ending songs. But um, all for one kind of feels like an afterthought to me. Mm-hmm. However, I did learn the choreography for it and had to perform it at my fifth grade graduation. <laughs> That's pretty sicko mode, though. Yeah. That's very sicko mode. Yeah. I, like, dressed up like it was, like, the Met Gala. Like, I was like, I'm going <laughs> to get my hair curled and wear sandals that have, like, a half-inch heel on them. So probably It probably is more important than the Met Gala. Yeah, honestly, I was like, I need to get this choreography right. Meanwhile, it's just like a hundred sweaty, like, fifth graders in a school gym. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not showered. Like, um, Joe, what are your thoughts on the last musical number? In High School Musical 2? I think it's kind of got that... I think I think ending a movie on like everyone jumping in the pool would be a Zillennial moment. You know, it's very holes esque. You know, everyone yeah. just oh we're having, we're all having a good time. We're all clapping. Uh, and I, I you know this was my this back in the day this was my city of stars. You know, this was the emotional <laughs> high point of my life. And it, it's it's just a, it's such a fun send off and it's such a fun movie and it's just. It's it's my favorite of the High School Musical trilogy. Uh, I uh, I gen- I unironically enjoy this movie, and I I'm I'm so happy I saw it, and I'm so happy it's still a part of my life today. Yeah, I mean it's just an iconic Zillennial movie. This entire trilogy is, but this one in particular just has like a just singular like iconic moments in it, um, in songs and like. It, it, in many ways, it is the Empire Strikes Back of the high school. <laughs> um, the Infinity War of everything uh, to this MCU. I don't know. It's just, it's really great. And I think it does a great job at, like, making it a little bit more mature than the first one. To, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, it's still high school musical, so it's not quite mature. But it does a good job at, like, deepening the themes. And I don't know. Like, it, it's just a really, really great decom. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I mean how how could you uh how could you go wrong with a high school musical film? Yeah. You know? I mean like I this definitely was one, like I said in the beginning, uh that I uh did not watch as much. Like I probably 
could count on like one hand the amount of times I've seen this, but I think I just listen to the music all the time. Um, cause I like had the soundtrack, but not the DVD, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I owned this one on DVD or not. I genuinely can't remember because I remember I owned the first and third one, but I don't remember if I owned this mm-hmm. one. I'm looking at the sing-along Blu-ray right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the poster I, above you. <laughs> and the poster above me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I don't, um, I don't entirely remember, like I said, the first time I saw this, but I, I, I think I remember even more so the night the sing-along premiered on Disney Channel. I told the story last week, but that's like the iconic moment for me was when I <laughs> just watched the sing-along uh, live, and there, there's just so many great memories associated with this movie. It's like it's a total summer movie. Like it's just this is like a movie that you go to your friend's house, you go swim in their pool because the old trope <laughs> is you don't have a pool, you gotta go swim in other people's yeah. pools. And then after you guys come inside to dry off, you guys put on high school too. That's the mm-hmm. That's the summer memory. Yeah. That um that brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I really just want to like watch a Disney Channel original movie. I know we're still like a week away from probably recording the episode, but I I'm very much in the mood to go watch Ages and Three tonight. Like just after we're done recording. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Like, I know it's gonna, like, make me so emotional. You know? I I have a lot to say about it. But that's for next week. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well. well. Alright. Well, Joe. Well, wait, I just actually want to say real quick. Uh, (laughs) Alright, keep talking. The the last thing I promise. Uh, The third movie also has the extended cut on Disney+. Plus. Cool. So oh, I'm kind of curious to see what is included in that one that wasn't in the theatrical. Hot take, just a little teaser for next week. Some of my favorite songs are actually in the third one. Um, I think I have a lot of hot takes for next week, so okay. I'll just I'll leave it for that. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Joey, thank you for being on the pod today. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for thank you for having me on. I'm very happy that I could uh, be on for this episode. Yeah. Uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, you can should I plug myself now? Of course. Yeah. You can you can find me at Joseph underscore Salamony on most platforms, and you can check out the aggressively okay podcast. I do it with Adam. Uh, we got some we got some goofs. We got some gaffes. Uh, Zach Perry <laughs> is not on it. And it's it's a it's a real fun time, and you can always, as always, check out the aggressively okay Productions channel. Uh, we actually do have some exciting things coming relatively soon, so yeah, uh, I can't wait to for to share that stuff with you. Yeah, I can confirm a lot of exciting things going on aggressively okay Productions. Joe, uh, executive board meeting this morning, he ran it by me, and I mm-hmm. I was very impressed with the content we're producing. But also, I showed him the early numbers, so it's looking yeah, good. <laughs> it's looking really good. Uh, test screenings are going well. Um, mm-hmm. But also, uh, Zach Perry will never be on the pod again. And <laughs> until he make, he produces his own pod, which will never happen. So, uh, you can follow yeah. me. Yeah, I heard about. I heard all about that. <laughs> I mean, it's... he wants me to be on his podcast. His podcast doesn't exist, and it'll never exist. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Kira gets it. Um, yeah. I hope he's listening to this right now. Just... I don't think he is. He might, because sometimes he, like, drunk texts us. He's like, I heard you're, you guys fucking making fun of me on the pod. And I'm like, <laughs> So if we, uh, me and him and Joe, we have a group chat. So if we get a drunk text in a few days, yeah. we, <laughs> he heard this. Um, yeah, you can follow me 
uh, not on the Night is Young podcast, but on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. And uh, probably watching High School Musical 3 tonight, crying my eyes out. Exactly. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. Um, and I think that's really it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Zillennial Canon. Um, we never say this, but it would be kind of cool if people, like, left us reviews and, like, gave us ratings. Not because, like, we really have any ambition with this, but just because, like, we like to read nice things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like you know? validation. Yeah, like, please just, like, validate us. Even if you don't, like, review us, just, like, send us love on social media because... Even if you fucking hate us, just, Yeah, like... yeah, just, like, lie, honestly. Yeah. Lie like everyone else in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Lie like a... Lie like, like Troy lies to himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I don't deep. think there's any. I don't think there's a better way to end the pod. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we continue the arc of Troy's inner turmoil next week with High School Musical three, in our back to school series. <laughs> Thanks right. for listening tonight, guys. Bye guys. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. I say goodnight, everyone's listening probably like in the morning as they're getting ready to like for the day. Alright. Bye guys.